What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And um, yeah, you can leave us a message there and say hi and, and um, say mean things about Nico. That's always a fun thing for me to do. Uh, I've started about 10 burner accounts just just so I can talk about his hair. Um, anyway, this is Nerd Thug Radio. I am Corey DLG. With me as usual via Anchor is little brother Nico. Hey guys, what's going on? Still hiding away in my bunker here, hoping that everyone's doing okay. You need to start doing like updates from the bunker. Like just little bitty like three sentence blog posts. Update from the bunker. Found a spider. It's my new pet. Update, Update from, the from the bunker. He's dead. Lost, lost my pet. Kind of nervous. <laughs> Update from the bunker. Found him while asleep. He is no longer a friend to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. That's just I mean, that's just what I think would be funny. That's just I would enjoy that for my sheer enjoyment. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> been a lot going on. Um, we did a move over the weekend. I am now in my in uh in my own apartment. Um, aren't you cool? I'm, I mean, I'm pretty cool. Like, pretty cool. I already had my first kegger, big, huge rager. Just had a hundred people over. Uh, Martina McBride showed up. I was like, "You're uh, you're old," and uh, she sang like ten country songs. So that was cool. Yeah, none of that happened. None of that. Um, Did you at least play any basketball. <laughs> uh, some NBA two K. Oh, you mean on the three goals that are in the backyard? Yeah. <laughs> No, but I have decided that my landlord may be the Hispanic Tony Stark. That's understandable. Um, so when you were helping me move in, you noticed all those tools and stuff in the backyard. The guy yeah. has like welding gear, electronics gear, all kinds of just tools. He's got about nine different toolboxes outside. Well, over the weekend, he was tinkering with uh, a, like an old school go kart with with like a metal frame and the motor. Like an old school go kart, okay? Yeah, I saw it. On, I saw it when I was moving stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, and so, but not not tinkering in like the oh, let me turn the fuel air ratio up. Tinkering is in he was rebuilding the suspension and welding it in. Um, so the guy's got game, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're sitting there talking, and actually, I already knew this. I knew this when I was moving in. His day job, though, is designing augmented reality. Which is pretty, pretty wild. So, so, pretty sure this guy is the Hispanic Tony Stark. Not 100% yet, but I'm getting there. I always thought Tony Stark was kind of Hispanic. Do you think Stark is a Hispanic name? No, but, like... Because Game of Thrones is pegged as pretty white. Yeah. I don't know, just the like the the mustache and like he had a he had kind hair. of a Latin feel, right? Because like yeah, we're we're gonna make some stereotypes here, like a bit of a partier, like an accomplished hard worker, but the guy could put in a good time. He felt very Latiny. I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you that. Like uh, if you were guessing the race of most of the heroes, I would have gone Hispanic with Tony Stark. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> is that racist? I don't know. It felt complimentary. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, it's like if Ricky Martin were a genius. Right. <laughs> so this isn't really pop culture. This is more sports. And I know we do a sports show, but I kind of want to talk about it here because it feels very non-sportsy. Um, there was a guy who was a Florida Marlin. His name was Giancarlo Stanton. Okay. Okay. And for a second, baseball was like, this is the greatest baseball player who's ever lived. Like all of baseball was like, this guy's metrics and measurables and numbers. And when he touches a bat, like the wood sings, like, like angels in the outfield. This guy's the greatest thing that's ever happened to sports kind of a deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know how baseball does this every, every year there's a new guy who's like the greatest of all time. Right. And then you never hear. So anyway, he played through his whole rookie stuff. Okay. You know how in baseball it's like, you gotta be like, it's like three years, four years, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Marlins were notoriously cheap back then, but ownership at that point had declared that they were going to get serious about the Florida Marlins used to, what they would do is they would build a hyper-competitive young team. They would go really far in the playoffs, even sometimes win a World Series, and then completely destroy that team. Um, I think actually just this year... Was it the Devil Rays or was that them? I don't remember now. One of the two. But the T- Tampa Bay Devil Rays do the same thing. So so the Florida Marlins, though, would, would build these great teams of young kids. And then when all the young contracts were up, they would just let them go. Or they would trade them away. Like, they had no interest in spending the actual money on professional athletes. Um, mm-hmm. And it was kind of – it was a thing. Like, they're just known for it. But they would be really good. They would go through these – like, every eight years, the Florida Marlins are really good. And then they go away again. Um, <laughs> and it's literally just the peaking of all these young players at the same time. Like, there's when they're really good, they're about to lose like five great players at once. Like, and that's what happens. So, but out of the blue, they signed Giancarlo Stanton to a 12 year, $325 million contract. It's like, all right, all right. It, it was, it was weird because there were other guys they still let go. Like the Martin, they didn't just start spending money everywhere, but they were just like, "This guy is so baseball, we can't let him." You know what I mean? Um, yes. Well, about three years later, no, I think it was like two years later, they were like, "We we made a mistake. We don't want to pay this guy." Um, so they traded him to the Yankees for a bunch of young players. Understandable. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was. It was barely two years later where they were like, "Hey, we're the Marlins. We don't. What are we doing paying this guy? Like, oh, we don't want to do that." Well, the, they're like, they're like, dang, the the, the payroll's kind of heavy this year, you know? <laughs> yeah, where's all the money going? Oh, Giancarlo. Oh, oh. Well, let's move. What are we doing with that? Let's get out of here. <laughs> this is this is clearly a mistake. You know what we shouldn't have done? You know what we shouldn't have done? Shouldn't have paid Giancarlo Stan. So, um, Giancarlo... No, literally no other sport does that, by right. the way. I know, I know. So, but Giancarlo Stan, the deal was really... Everyone was really impressed by the deal, because it was a lot of money, obviously. But also, it had an opt-out right in the middle, where he could turn this into, like, a six-year deal and opt-out, if he so desired. And everyone was like, well, obviously he's going to opt-out, because he'll be 30 or 31, and he could sign another 
nine or ten years and make a bunch more money, blah, blah, blah. Well, what nobody saw coming is that the last two seasons, Giancarlo Stanton has had like 25 at-bats. He has been hurt non-stop for the last two years. And like different stuff, strained bicep, pulled quad, uh, allergic to wood, like everything he's like... (laughs) weird stuff like he just stepped kind of weird off the bus and exploded he sneezed and like one of his nostrils got really big for two weeks like just just odd thing like just couldn't get back on the field okay so today it was announced that Giancarlo Stanton opted in to the rest of his seven year 210 million dollar contract yeah, he said, I'm in it. <laughs> he sat down with his agent and he said, how many more years can I make a bunch of money? How have I been the last couple of years? I think I'll take it. I think I'll take it. <laughs> Look, he can opt out and then make more money. Giancarlo's not doing anything for three years. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to opt in and, and keep making the same money. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I think I think $30 million a year for the next seven years feels pretty good um <laughs> the marlins are also unhappy about this this is how crazy baseball is when they make trades like this they have to discuss everything okay well one of the contingencies was if he opted in the marlins would pay another 30 million dollars in cash to the yankees over six installments to help cover the expense of standing God, why is baseball the worst? <laughs> so the Marlins what are now kind of a... for six or five million dollar payments, and I think they're like on like July and December, like like they have to like two times a year. The Marlins five million dollar payments. The Marlins are like, why did we ever spend money? This was clearly a mistake. <laughs> Dear diary, never again. <laughs> Notes from the Marlins, don't spend money on things when you can get them for free. This just in, the Marlins still regret paying Stan. Yeah. First of all, can you imagine if you see Carlos Stanton's and like, look, I, I, when you're an athlete and you want to compete, the last thing you want is to be hurt and to miss time. I'm not, we're making fun of him, but it's a frustrating situation to be in where you can't get back to the plate. I'm sure. I'm sure that that's a frustrating, hard thing to go through for him. But you got to know he sat down with his people uh, like a couple months ago and they were and, and really talked. You got to know they really talked about it because I, I bet you, on, at least on some level, he was like, kind of tired of being here in New York where I'm hurt all the time and nobody's like talks to me and like I'm barely on the roster. Like this, this sucks. And I bet his guys were like, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, but don't opt out. <laughs> they were like, there's no other money on the market. Like, if you opt out, you're getting, like, $3 million a year to go play in Detroit. Like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Your only options are to stay here and make a bunch of money or leave and not make any money. And he's like, well, I mean, as much as I hate it, I guess I'll just do that one. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, this is clearly a like a personal, like, a financial maneuver. Like, there's no other way around it. This is very clearly him saying, like, listen to my friends and my family. We're set, homies. You're like, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, when someone says, you know, even you have to you have to do something like baseball for three hundred million dollars, I'd be like, as much as I don't want to, sure. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Listen, I am sure there are. I I bet about fifteen percent of ball players don't enjoy playing baseball. Um, but they are out there and they will do it. Until that contract is up, I bet they got like three years left on a deal, and they're just like, "Okay, it's twenty twenty three. I'm out." Like, okay, that's fine. Um, I've mentioned this before. Uh, there's a my sister, one of my sister's best friends growing up. Um, she went to New York to be a model for a year. She's a beautiful girl. She came back home. Uh, she was home maybe like a month, and her mom took her to a baseball game and introduced her to a pitcher. And the two of them hit it off. Fast forward, they're now, this is 14, 13 years. They're now married. They've got three kids uh, together. He has another kid from a previous marriage. Uh, he's a cool guy. We've, I've met him several times. Uh, he did, at the end of his career, turn down, I think it was two years and 10 million or three years and 15. It was five million a year for a couple of years. Uh, because he was just mentally done with baseball. Now, they were already in a position. They weren't in the hundreds of millions or twenties of millions, but they were already in a comfortable position because of how he had handled his monies, and he had already gone through a couple of – he was a mid-level pitcher, so he would get a lot of one- or two-year deals, but they were escalating in value. And so he's – and he had been on good teams. And here's something they don't tell you about in sports. When you're on good teams that like make the playoffs, a lot of playoff money goes to the players in baseball at least. A lot of playoff money. Um, I believe they get something like seventy five percent of ticket sales, uh, and then everything past game four, they get all of the ticket sales or something along those lines. Dang. Yeah, and so because it's technically uncontracted, like it's not covered by the contract. The contract is for a season of, of baseball. Oh, I see. So they have to find another way to pay them. Right. So they basically get they basically it's all bonus money for the playoffs. Um and this wow, the season go, must be garbage then. Yeah, absolutely. And then the further they go and all that, it's just extra money. Uh and he'd been on a couple of teams that had gone really deep in the playoffs. And so it's almost for him, especially early in his career, it was essentially like an extra season of pay in one giant check. Um so like there was so he they did well. And mentally, he was just done. So I do see, I do believe that happens. I'm not saying like you know everybody just plays it out, um, but even him, what that did mean is probably those last two last two years of baseball, he probably wasn't was, having fun. Wasn't having fun. Was on the brink of probably wanting out, and then finally built up the energy and the courage to be like, you know what, I I don't think I want to do this anymore. And it was actually a really big big franchise that was offering him the money, like. He would have been a spotlight guy for like people would have known his name for sure or had expectations if he designed. Um, and I think he just was like, eh, you know what, wife, kids, I'm done with the travel. Let's just let's shut it down. Yeah. Uh, and he's a nice guy, very nice guy, really cool. Uh, who gave me a lot of insight into? Uh, man, I, I I kind of already have said who he is based on how I've described this. I can't really. Uh, before baseball drug testing, he gave me a lot of insight into what that culture was like. Hmm. Uh, that's how I'll say that. That's a nice way to say that. Um, 
but yeah, I do think it's I do think it's interesting, you know, uh, just the amount of money that they can put on the table for somebody, and then like. Like, Giancarlo Stanton is wearing a ski mask to work every day. Like, he's robbing a blind. Yeah. Seven years, $210 million, and he, he just gets to say yes or no. And he said yes, and the Yankees were like, yeah, yeah, we figured. Yeah, we figured. And then, then tap Marlins, and the Marlins are like, man, what did you do The Marlins have been at home holding their breath all offseason, like, he better opt out of this, man. I am telling you right now, if he opts in, we are going to hit him with pitches. We are hitting him with pitches. <laughs> man, never again. Man, this guy again? <laughs> Dang! I, I thought we were done, man. Like, you man. know what it is. Yeah. You know no. what it is. I don't want to pay this fool. Um... <laughs> But I mean, to be fair, they're only covering for one of the seven years. Right, right. The thirty million basically is one free season. It's really actually it just bumps his salary down to twenty million a year. Ooh, that's <laughs> brutal, man. It's brutal. It's it's brutal. There's no getting. Yeah, around. that's like. Yeah, that's the one thing about baseball is that baseball contracts are all so gigantic. That well. Yeah, because baseball, for whatever reason, uh, they're the one sport where they haven't figured out to just stop doing it. Every year they're well, like, oh, Mike Trout is the best baseball player ever right now. We should definitely give him a 10-year, a 10-year contract for $400 million. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, how about like a like a one-year contract for like $20 million? Well, and, he, and here's the thing. The players obviously have a lot of leverage in baseball. The contracts are fully guaranteed. They're not going to take something along those lines. They'll be like, listen, if you can't come up with five years and $200 million, then don't even call me. And and then from there, the the team is like, well, I don't want to go through this whole negotiation again. Let's just make it 10 years, $400 million, and call it a day. Right, and they're like, perfect. And they perform pretty good for like three or four years. Yeah, you're never going to perform maybe through even... the value of that contract. And that was – so Albert Pujols is really – I think he's got – I think he is now done with it. But he was like the guy who signed – for the Cardinals, he was the Astro Slayer. Like he broke our hearts like ten times. And then he became a free agent, and I think he signed with the – I'm going to get this wrong. We've gone super heavy sports now. Uh, I think he signed with the Angels. And when he went to the Angels, he was already, I think, 30. And he signed like an eight-year, 30, uh, eight-year, 300, eight-year, 240, somewhere in that range. Okay, so I think 240, I think it's 30 million a year. Well, even as he signed it, the like the, the talking heads on TV were like, well, when he's 36, 37, 38 years old, he's not going to hit, you know, 290, 40 home runs. Like, that. He, nobody does that. And sure enough, the entire back half of that deal, Albert Pujols, has been bad. And he actually got bad sooner than expected. He basically had three good years on that, on that eight-year deal. And then they were stuck with five years of just not good Albert Pujols. And that's yeah, and that's what happens in these deals. But it's also like a thing of so 
whereas baseball is cocky, the NBA has the same problem, but they know that they do. Remember how I've told you this a million times? The NBA makes rules to protect itself from itself. Right. Like, the NBA will sit down and be like, man, the Knicks have screwed themselves up so bad. We're going to make a rule that you can't trade back-to-back first-round picks because they don't have one for the next, like, seven years. And so they, you have to sit down and really – like, the NBA is self-critical. They're very self-aware. And they're like, man, we gave a, we're giving a lot of money to some guys who wind up getting really bad really quick. Um, especially in the NBA because it's more of an athletic game than a cerebral game. Like, if you're not constantly adding things to how you play basketball, very You'll quickly, quickly get left you behind. Obsolete. By the time you're 27, 28, and your knees start to hurt, you, you suddenly aren't a high flying. You can't just you can't rely on your athleticism anymore. You have to have game. Um, that's one thing about LeBron James that is so critical is he's so large and so powerful, but he is still adding things to his game that protect his body and his athletic ability. Um, it's what makes him incredibly unique. Uh, as just as a as a physical presence, um, but there's been a ton of guys in the NBA who were given like six year, seven year contracts that they were never able to play through. Uh, Grant Hill is a beloved figure in the NBA, beloved, but he signed like a seven year. It doesn't sound like a lot now, but this was like 1998 when he got it. It was like seven years, sixty five million dollars, and it was crazy on the cap. It was a really brutal contract. It was huge, but he was supposed to be the guy playing next to. Originally, it was Shaq. Then it was, or uh, no, it wasn't Shaq. It was whoever was after Shaq. It was, was going to be Penny and Grant Hill. Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill. Penny Hardaway had other injuries, though. He left. Grant Hill then got paired with Tracy McGrady, but Grant Hill, Grant Hill literally had like nine ankle surgeries. Um, <laughs> that Good part's Lord. not not much of an exaggeration. Like he. He would severely sprain an ankle and then could never get it healthy and then would start playing back on it too soon and then it would heal and then he would roll it again. Like there was just something wrong with the boy's ankles. He just couldn't get it right. And he missed the bulk of the seven years just due to ankle uh, injuries. Uh, one time he had a surgery and they were like, this time we got it. We fixed it. We know we did. And he traveled with the team too soon, went on a flight, and had swelling in the surgically repaired ankle, uh, and it caused damage, and then he missed the next, like, four months. Awesome. So, like, it just, he never caught a break. But the NBA responded to that, and the max contracts have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. They could go up in value. They even now have things like Super Max, where, and then home, home Field Max, where, like, Certain fran- like if you stay with your franchise you drafted you, they could pay you even more money. But the length of the contracts is still only four or five years. And so franchises don't cripple themselves under these 10, 15 year deals that you see in baseball. Right. I'm gonna pay you seven hundred million dollars for the next twenty seven years. Right. Well, and basketball used to do the same thing. Within the scale of value, it was a it was a high scale, but you got to remember basketball is a salary cap. They would sign guys to like seven year, fifty five million dollar contracts, and you know your salary cap was maybe a hundred million, or no, at that point it was probably around sixty five million, and you'd have a guy making nine or ten million dollars, and you still got to hire at least eleven more players. You know, here's here's twenty. Like, all right, I got 
All right, I got about $45 in bagel chips. So. <laughs> right. This, and that's what happens is you, you have some affordable rookies, you have some one or two very expensive people, and then you've got about five guys making like the, the league minimum for their years of experience. You know, they're playing for $2 million while the guy next to him is getting $9 million on a – this guy's getting 20% of the salary cap. You're getting 2% of it. <laughs> right, guy sitting next to him. He's like, "You guys are getting paid." Yeah, uh, they they let me travel with y'all and get the hotels, but I haven't gotten the check yet. Like, is there a debit card I'm supposed to get, or like, who do I talk to? And like, shh, 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 shh. it's okay, it's okay. You're fine. You're fine. Like, you could have these free snacks. <laughs> He's like, free. I bought these. <laughs> <laughs> the perks of being a player are crazy, though. Um. They get per diem. So, okay, imagine this. You get paid $5 million to play a sport. Uh, you you are actively involved in your sport four months out of the year. Now, the rest of the year, you're expected to be tuned in and in shape and, and learning and growing. But technically, you work for four months, okay, mm-hmm. for $5 million. Well, you also get per diem on travel. Because you're not supposed to be responsible for your meals and all that. The team is technically taking you away from the home, so they pay your meals and all of that. Meals and travel. Um, so the per diem is like $200, $300 in an envelope for cash. And a lot of the players, like, that's part of their living. Like, make no mistake about it. They, they lean on it. Like, they're excited to get their envelope of $300 in cash every day when they're on the road. Does that not just blow your mind? Yeah. Why are we giving these guys this money? Also, Mark Cuban built up the Dallas Mavericks when he bought them. Uh, and he basically turned them into a fran- like a destination franchise. And he did so by doing a lot of little things. But one of the big things that he did was Mark Cuban was cash rich. Okay, He was cash flush. Well, every contract he signed, the NBA used to have a rule where you could pay, I think it's up to 90% of the first year up front or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, he would just offer that when he when they would sign. Like a lot of, you want it in cash? Yeah, like a lot of times players will go to the franchise, like Kobe Bryant, for example, when he signed his first big deal with the Lakers, the seven-year 140, you know, 140, whatever it was supposed to be, um, when he signed it, within like the first month, he reached out to him and was like, hey, uh, paperwork's good, doctor's happy. Can I get 90% of year one up front? And they're entitled to ask for it, and the franchises are supposed to be able to do it. It's, and obviously the Lakers can afford that. And so they said, yeah, sure, no problem, Kobe. And they gave him the money. It coincided with his uh, rape allegation case, and his wife was supposed to leave him and all that. And so he bought her like a $5 million pink diamond I'm sorry ring uh, she stayed obviously she is now the famous widow of Kobe Bryant uh, but at the time the dude needed a lot of money up front and so but Mark Cuban would just offer it up front also before that was a rule he would just offer the entire contract up front um, wild he would just like oh did you sign a three year 20 million dollar deal to be a Dallas Maverick do you, do you want the 20 million right now <laughs> and they were like, "Uh, yeah, is that is that a thing? Can I just can I just have it right now?" 
Uh, and technically speaking, money people will tell you that the cash then is worth more than the like inflation and all that devalues the cash over time. So maximize the amount you get up front, and then you are supposed to be able to invest better than the inflation and all that, right? Like that's the whole point. Um, yeah. So internally, I'm sure that the money people for any one of these players is like, actually, this is this is like the nicest thing an owner can do for you, uh, and it helped elevate him his stature within the league as a go-to place but uh yeah he's just like you want you want it like in a check right now that's wild (laughs) so insane first of all i gotta think there's some players who like blew that money yeah they said they said how much 20 I got about 19 of things I want, so I guess 1 million is going to have to work for me for the rest of my life. Well, like, you've got to know, okay, your agent gets 10, your manager gets 10, taxes take 40, so right there on the spot, you're down to, you know, 60, you're down to 40%, 38% of what you're supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, you've got to know, they, some, there are some players who screwed that math up. Oh yeah, for sure. They said you pay me twenty, I spend in twenty, and then they're like, "Well, you got to pay all these people." And they're like, "Oh, forgot about that part." Yeah, uh, Shaq uh, got a million dollar signing bonus when he, uh, when he, yeah, it was a million dollars upfront cash when he signed one of his endorsement deals while he was waiting to get drafted, and he spent that million dollars right away. He tells the story, um, and he got a phone call from his from his accountant, just screaming at him that you're broke. You're broke, man. And and Shaq was like, nah, I just signed a million dollar deal. And the accountant basically goes goes through the numbers for him and is like, and now you have no money. And he's like, oh. Oh. And the guy was like, listen, this money is supposed to last the rest of your life. Get your head right. Uh, famously, Shaquille O'Neal, by the time he actually got drafted, and started getting paid. He also was getting endorsement money and all that. Uh, allegedly, the legend of Shaq is that he got so much endorsement money over his career that he never actually used any game money. Kind of like Gronk. Bef- Pre-Gronk. Like, Gronk stole the Shaq plan. Right. But that's crazy to me. And Gronk actually does it a different way. Gronk parties on, on Sponsor Dime, which is brilliant. He'll throw a party and he'll put the sponsor name up front and then his name right next to it. And now he's getting paid to have the time of his life. Intelligence. That is some smart. That's that's a smart dude. All right, we're gonna take out we're gonna jump out to a break when we come back. We got more Nerd Doug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. 
I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses, local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open. They require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Town Jonovitz and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, this is Corey DLG with me as usual as little brother Nico. And before we get into anything, I wanted to get ahead of myself. I'm going to rein in the wild horses there. Uh, before we get into anything, Nico, tell our friends about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more is open and at full operating hours. Uh, you are going to need a mask if you are to come in, as per the governor's orders. Hello, honey bear. My dog decided to make an entrance. Uh, the uh, They're a wonderful people. Fantastic store. They got Their events are back up and running. So today, from 4 to 8, is Miniature Mondays, November 2nd. So every Monday, you can come in, just hang out, show off your miniatures, paint, construct. They do have uh, in-store associates that are, will be there for help, and paint and supplies are available. Tuesday at 6 p.m., you have the Dragon Ball Super Casual Play. That's the Dragon Ball Super card game. It's pretty fun. I play it. Uh, Wednesday, November 4th at 7.30, they have the Adventure Begins Virtual Trivia. You can join them at twitch.tv slash the R&R Nerd, and that's at 7.30 every Wednesday. Uh, Thursdays, November 6th at 6 p.m. is the Comic Collectors United, so... If you want to show off your comic collection or you want to talk to other collectors, come into the store, ask around. Friday, November 6th at 7 p.m., the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. And Saturday, the 7th at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Casual Meetup. Also the 7th at 6 is the uh, Warhammer and Tabletop Warhammer Meetups. And Sunday, November 8th at 4 p.m. is the Adult Adventures League. Limited number of spots available. Don't hesitate to sign up. And they're still looking for DMs for anyone who is interested. That is the adventure that, begins, comics, games, and more. That was exciting. That was yeah. good. There's a lot um, of stuff going on. There's a ton of stuff. Most importantly, November 28th. Right. November 28th is the super pre-sale for the Digimon card game. 2020, here we come. The very first event of the year at the end of the year. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to have um, a, a large tournament. It's capped at 20 people due to COVID personal spacing and all that. But you're going to be able to have 20 people playing in the first Digimon tournament ever um, at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More because this is the pre-release. This set will be debuting that weekend, okay? Uh, and actually, as a matter of fact, it doesn't come out until February the following year. So this is a rare and unique opportunity to get in, get stuff early, 
buy the Digimon cards, play in the Digimon tournament. We're also going to have some fun little side games going starting around 2 o'clock, giving away some other pricing and all that. We're going to have a big time. We're going to have a good time there. We're going to have a blast. Um, but most importantly, it just gives you your chance to play Digimon three months before anyone else. So wrap your brain around that. Yeah, super early. This is the super pre-sale. I see what you did there. Um, so speaking of events and things going on, um, I wasn't sure that we were going to do this. I hadn't really figured out a way to make it work. Um, but Extra Life is coming back up, and over the weekend, friend of the show, Donnie Utah, kind of bent my ear a little bit and said, I really want to, I want to do something, and I want to host it. So, Nerd Thug Radio is gearing up for another 24-hour adventure. This time, only 24 hours. It's uh, not 25? Not 25, because everyone pushed their clocks back two days ago. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, that. The last couple days have been such a blur. Uh, everything was wrong, and I was so... Yeah, Saturday, it was Saturday, like, at 3 in the morning or whatever it is, it goes back. So Sunday, I couldn't figure out the timing. Like, my timing just felt wrong. Like, every yeah. time I looked at something, I was like, why is it? And then my clock in the car is basically an hour behind. And what happens is every time I turn my car on and off, I lose time, right? I lose a little bit of time. And so my, my clock radio on my car has fallen about an hour behind. And I don't fix it because it, I know it. Like, I'm aware of it, so I don't. it doesn't bother me. Uh, well, yesterday, all of a sudden, it was right again. And... And I was like, why <laughs> Why is my clock accurate? Like, what happened? And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, that's right. We, we moved time backwards. Um, and typically, that happens the night of Extra Life. This time, not the case. Um, Thank God. Which is, 25 hours. Yeah. A little bit too long. It, it, we're getting too old for 25. 24, I still got it in me. 25, eh, not so much. So this November 7th, this Saturday... Come hang out with us online. We're going to be posting videos as we go. You can cheer us on on the Facebook page. We'll probably be streaming some of it. Not a lot of it, but we'll be streaming some of it. We're going to have fun with this. Um, I set a very low goal of only raising $500 this week to to donate to this to the thing. We've got the page set up. Extra, I think it's extra-life.org. And Nerdflick Radio has a team page. Uh, Nico, I got to get you signed up today. I'll send you the link when we get off the show here. Yeah. Um, and then I'll also send the link so that we can post it on the Facebook page. Um, I know this is a hard time for everybody. There's a lot going on. Uh, I mean, even the economy's in a weird spot. There's, the election is changing things. But this is a really special cause. It goes to the Texas Children's Miracle Network. Uh, and it's set up in a way where it goes to your local branch. So you're helping your own community. You're helping sick kids in your own community. You're helping really sick kids in your own community. Um, it's just worth it. And plus, it's fun. We're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to really kind of get into it and just kind of have a good time with it. But by all means, please, 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 please get involved. Donate if you can. Share the links. All Saturday, we're going to be doing stuff, having a good time with it. If you can help out, great. If not, totally get it. Um, but if you can, this is definitely one of those things to step up and help out in. Um, it's the Extra Life event. It's going to be this Saturday, November 7th. 24 hours of gaming with Nerd Thug Radio. Um, 
I believe we're going to start at 8 a.m. So it's going to be another early day for us there, Nico. Ooh. But uh, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, I was thinking back to like some of the fun times we've had doing this. Yeah. The first time we, we hosted it at uh, Casa de Pebworth. Um, and we, we, played, we basically made Party up. Central. Yeah, we played a lot of Mario Kart. I think I played like 16 hours of Mario Kart. Is that Kart. when we found out Zach was like weirdly amazing at Mario Kart? Well, he was he was he was always talking about how he was good at Mario Kart, but he couldn't beat Waluigi, the true god king of the universe. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think even did my sister bring the kids over to play some video games? I think if I remember correctly, that happened. Yeah, it was a it was a we had a we had a blast that first time we were at the house twenty twenty five hours of gaming, finished up with the special hero clicks game of my own invention. Um, it was almost like a role playing scenario. You, you, me, and Joey playing it out, and Joey crushed us, and then I uh, retired to bed. Yeah, you you passed out on us. Uh, I think there was about an hour and a half left when I tapped out finally. Um, Nico, though, valiantly, he carried the flag for Team Nerd Thug, and he brought it home. Um, but yeah, it was it's it's uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great time. <laughs> Sadly, Joey hit me up non-stop to do another scenario thing we just never have had time to do that with the hero clicks um it's i'd like to get back into the hero clicks it's so demanding though to, to just time wise um well now we have 24 hours to play that's true. It's fine. uh they are launching a new uh with the x-men they're gonna do a i don't know if they're gonna call it powers of x or dawn of x or house of x whatever they're gonna call it x of x but it's the relaunch of Hero Clicks are going to be bigger. The pieces are going to be a little bit bigger, a little more detailed, a little better painted and sculpted. They say they they're kind of acknowledging like what people complain about. Um, right. The price I'm, is I'm sure one of those is... like a dollar fifty ish. Um, oh, that's not too bad. No, it's really not. However, they haven't announced a release date for the set. Uh, last week, I even asked BMAC like when orders have to be in, and he was like, "We don't even have a cutoff yet." Um, so it's kind of intriguing. I think that, I think COVID is sort of scaring everybody. Like everything's just kind of in holding patterns. It's probably these pieces were produced overseas in China. And that's probably still the case. So there's probably. Yeah, I'm not it's sure. In, it's interesting how China has kind of affected a lot of stuff. Um, during the this these last four years, this tariff war with China, uh, comic books and entertainment industry has been affected tremendously. Um, one thing that 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 happened at one point, paper products were going to go up in cost, which meant that people who were importing comics from China. So a little behind the scenes for you, this is how the sausage gets made, which I know everyone loves to hear about. Um, Printing, you basically have two options. Uh, now that I'm an independent comic book maker, I can tell you these things. Um, you can print here in the States, but your cost per print, including shipping, is going to be – now, I'm talking smaller print runs here. Like I, I've, not, I've never done a print run more than 300 copies. Um, so this last one, DMA, it's going to be a 200-copy print order, and I'm going to be basically paying 275-ish, 285-ish per – uh, per title, per, per copy of the book, uh, which isn't terrible, 
but that brings it home to me and then I have to pay to ship it out to the customers and all that different stuff. Um, if you order in China, what happens now, the reason you want to order in the States, I guess, let me do it this way. If you order in China, first of all, you got to do a bigger print run. Their machines are bigger and it's just, you have to, but he, but you, for a thousand copies, you could basically get your thousand copies at like a dollar 75 per unit. Okay. So while you do pay more, you get a cheaper rate. Uh, so the overall bill is higher, but your per unit cost goes down. Um, right, but then you have to ship it overseas. Right. And the shipping is cheap. The shipping was only like, uh, someone was telling me like shipping was only like $75. However, the process is several months. Several. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you work with the printers in the States, uh, like I'm expecting to get my book back from, I'm expecting to receive my shipment of, uh, of DMA issue one this month, probably middle to late November. Um, so before we go to December 28th, before we go to November 28th, I expect to have the book and I expect the book to be in stock at Adventure Begins when we have the event. Mm-hmm. Um, that won't be the case if I go through China. If I go through China, you're talking about six months of shipping and customs issues. Then on top of that, during the tariff war, paper goods from China went up in price and also like changed their placement in the priority list. Suddenly they were waiting longer in customs and they costed more to import into the country. Um, so like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing how all these things can kind of intermingle and affect stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what got me on that topic at first. Oh, um, hero clicks. Oh yeah. So back to hero clicks, like, until we know what's gonna that's probably actually they may be waiting for the election honestly i don't know who knows you know now that we're talking out loud they may be waiting for the election so that they know what it's going to cost like because the import cost has to be finalized before they can agree to a price before they can agree to ship it maybe that's the case i think i've talked myself into that that's what i think is going on there (laughs) <laughs> All right, we got a couple minutes left here on this beautiful, beautiful Monday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, it is November 2nd. Tomorrow is obviously uh, Super Tuesday, Election Day. There's been so much going on. It's been all over the news. I, I know everyone's telling you this, but I can't stress enough how important it is to remember to go vote tomorrow. Um, it's way too late to get registered. It's way too late to vote early. It's way too late to mail in the ballot, but you can still Go vote in person as long as you're registered. Um, And if you're not sure if you're registered, they will give you a provisional ballot. You can cast it. They will go through the process, and then they will let you know if it it works out for you or not. Um, But please, 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 no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on, even no matter who you support, I'm honestly saying it's super important that you go vote. This is your one thing that I think we as Americans have completely neglected that we really shouldn't. This is our one opportunity to make the changes we want to see in government. Everyone rolls their eyes. It's all the same and blah, blah, blah. It's a great system. No, you can decide who is there representing you when you vote. You have a say. So go vote. Um, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself, on behalf of the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. As always, uh, wash your hands, stay safe, stay clean, 
socially distance, take care of each other, be kind to each other, vote, um, look out for each other, fight the power. Black Lives Matter. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Be safe. And uh, let's get this week going. I'll see you guys November 7th at uh, Extra Life. Let's do this. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeouts uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>